And just like that, we're back. Views from section 400. Didn't skip a beat. It's Matt, Jack, and Brian along for the ride. Jumping into some winners and losers and a couple other quick topics across the world of sports here. I don't want to waste any time. It's the weekend. We want to jump right into it and get you started red hot with what we got going on in the world of sports. Winners and losers is what we do every week. You heard about the Michael the other day. Now we got the winners and losers, which is what you probably really care about. No offense to the Michael, but we know you want to hear who the winners and losers of the week are. So without further ado, Brian, who won the week and who lost the week? Uh, Well, just like Killer Mike's album, Michael, we are disrespecting the Michael. Right on brand, actually, but... I will go into my winner of the week. I'm going to go with puns. So, Peacock and Paramount Plus are reportedly going to merge. And I guess that's good because now we'll have NBC Sports and CBS Sports on one app. And I might actually buy it. But can you imagine sitting there at dinner? Or like right after dinner, going on to turn on the game and you're like, you know what, I- I'm going to load up the Mountcock. The what? <laughs> the, the, the Mountcock. Yeah, I mean, that's what they got to call it. Who, right? who's, who, what, what streaming platforms are, are, are Mount Cock, com- Peacock, <laughs> and Paramount? You, you think they're going to call it Mount Cock? I mean, it's they a great campaign to. slogan. It's they a great campaign to. slogan. Hop on the Mount Cock. It's a great campaign slogan. I would it. buy just because of that. Hop on it. So, yeah, puns are my winner because, I mean, how can you not? That's just. Marketing gold right there. But there was a lot of banter you could have done with Peacock that really wasn't. Like, nobody was like, oh, I'm watching it on the cock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so. I've definitely used that line a couple times around the yeah. house. Our, our friends down in South Carolina, the, the Gamecocks, they embrace it. You see all of their merch. It says, go Cox, or, you know, Cox just yeah. right awesome bill of a hat. But, you know, Peacock never really embraced it. Maybe with this new partnership, Paramount will get them to – uh Mount the cock. So Paramount Paramount has all the CBS shit. And they're combining with Peacock. Makes sense because CBS does the Champions League stuff with Paramount. And then Peacock does the Premier League. So I see the soccer angle there or football angle there for all you European hardos. Other than that, it sounds like maybe both of them are doing really horrible with views and possibly financially, not sure, but there's got to be some kind of underlying reason why there's a a combination coming here. Yeah. The library of TV shows and movies is, it's not very good for either of those. No, but yeah. So you're literally forced to use it because of live sports that you want to watch. You're not going on there to fucking watch a movie. An NFL playoff game, or I guess in Paramount's case, the U.S. qualifying, you had to buy Paramount Plus. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it really, really, really is. But um, speaking of unbelievable, my loser of the week is going to be elevators. So last year's Cinderella, Fairleigh Dickinson, having a decent season this year. They won this game, but before the game, 12 members of the team got stuck in an elevator. <laughs> the fire department had to come. They had to pull up the elevator, get these guys to crawl out of the little space, and then they beat some team in the NEC. They beat them in overtime. So good for those kids, you know, going through adversity, getting stuck in an elevator, and then coming out on top to get the victory. So what? This was recently? This was yesterday. Oh, my gosh. You don't know who they played? I could look it up real quick. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. No. Jeez, yeah, elevators. You, I, you I, I tried to see their tweet. I couldn't. Well, while Brian wastes his time doing that, uh, Jack, do you want to explain possibly a winner or a loser that you had from the week, uh, uh, the previous week? Absolutely. I'm going to give flowers to Caitlin Clark right here and right now. You know, normally don't really care for women's sports. Yeah, I said it. Sorry, I said it. Um, But (laughs) 3,500 career points. Sets the uh, women's NCAA record for most points scored. A basketball career, just really electric player. Shooting at 39.3% from three-point land. That's pretty freaking good. I mean, hitting people don't really hit 40% unless you're named Steph Curry. So I'm pretty impressed by 39.3. And then, you know, to cap it all off, the way she did it from the logo, that was a deep shot. 
sunk it, hit right off the back of the rim, right down in. I mean, it was just, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> Biggest fuck it shot ever to do it too. <laughs> yeah. On the run from the logo. No, oh, dude, that was that's Dame, what makes it better. That was Dame Lillard. That was Steph Curry. I mean, that was that was mental, and it was it, she. And you know, that's how she broke the record. I, I don't think there's any other better way to write that up. So shout out Kagan Clark. My loose cold, ice cold, dude. She's what, electric. She's electric. Yeah. She was just said at halftime too. No, nah, the halftime saying. interview about uh her breaking the record, and she, she goes, "Yeah, it's cool, but we got to play some more defense because they're only up by like five points." And then she went ahead and scored like forty nine points and let them do a win. Badass, dude. She'll definitely like, be throw up. throw her up against Steph. Yeah, she should. I mean, if she wasn't in college, I think if she was in the pros, they'd probably bring her in as well, and then hundred percent second NBA shooter like Dame or something like that. I mean, that would just get even more views, right? Put her on the Pistons. Put her on the Pistons. low key, dude. I mean, she's isn't going to play a lick of defense, but maybe she can score. Not like they do anyway. So. I know, but it would be it would be yeah, it'd be bad. But, it would be bad, <laughs> like really not, bad. But my loser of the week uh, is going to be Doc Rivers. Things have not gotten any better for Rivers in the box. He is now three and seven since taking them over. This is a team. Love it. This is a team that at the time was the second place team in the East behind the Celtics. They've now dropped down to the third place. I mean, it's not like they've descended that far, but three and seven over their last 10 games and in the 10 games that Doc has coached them. Just a bad record. They're coming off a, a two game uh, losing streak now. Uh, just lost last night, uh, Thursday night. So, you know, they're reeling right now. They still have two of the best players in the game uh, that have been in the game for the past decade, you know, between Dame and and Giannis. So I have faith that they're going to figure it out. But Doc Rivers, screw him, man. He came in here. He did. He just done nothing for this team. Yeah, they just lost to Vince Williams Jr. and the, and the Grizzlies. <laughs> yep. Awful team. Bro, you see when he went and did the uh, interview, I guess it was after the Utah game, and he blamed it on the fucking altitude <laughs> and was like, and was like, oh, it, before the season, they looked at this game and saw uh, back-to-back in Utah, oh, the altitude. I was like, I literally commented on TikTok. I was like, this guy can't be fucking serious. Like, it's a, like total excuse uh, fucking chucker. He is an excuse chucker. I didn't even know about the altitude one. I thought you were bringing up the travel one. He was like, same thing. Well, whoever scheduled these games, like you're making us travel here to here, like bound back to back days. It was the it was the same like interview thing, I think. But yeah, and then I don't know if you heard him after the game just this Thursday night. He blamed it on his players. He said, "Yeah, some of my players are checked out. I think they're in Cabo or something." Which makes no sense because he's like a lot of these guys are tired from the road trip and they're playing really hard defense. That was like a week ago, and now the players are checked out. Like the guy's so full of shit. Well, yeah. Also, your job in the job description of the head coach is to get the players like ready to play, right? <laughs> I don't know how this guy still keeps <laughs> commanding jobs, commanding respect. Like, dude, you want a title in 08 on the hands of Paul Pierce, KG, and Rajon Rondo? What, like? You had a nice life set up broadcasting, and you just couldn't hang it up, dude. The ego couldn't put it aside, and he had to fucking get him out there. I'm just glad he's not uh, coaching the Sixers anymore because that was going nowhere and going nowhere fast. So good luck, Milwaukee. You're not going to do shit either. At least we're getting J.J. Reddick for the finals now. Well, that's a little more electric. For the broadcast on ESPN, uh, taking his job. I was Jack's like, what? This guy's coming like, out of retirement. Mean, back. <laughs> yeah, that would have been <clears throat> that would have been funny. But let me jump into some winners and the losers of the week. Uh, I know we were touching a little on what well, my loser would be pre pod, but winner of the week. I guess you could call it a winner. It's a, a little different, but Tiger Woods. I know he only played around, but he's back on the PGA Tour. Played in a tournament. He unfortunately did have to withdraw from the tournament due to injury. But it's still nice to see him giving it a shot, getting out there. I mean, dude, I've heard people say that Tiger Woods is their favorite athlete of all time. This guy's lights out, unbelievable, plays electric golf. He 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 has built, you know, the likeness and and the the personality brand of of 
Nike golf. Like that, you think of Nike golf, it's Tiger Woods. And to just see him trying to come back, and I know he had a withdrawal, but to come back for Thursday and just get out there and play, I mean, it just means so much. It was the opening round, and this guy was commanding huge crowds watching him tee off and play. So I get it, he had a withdrawal. It might be a sucky winner, but hey, I give it a Tiger for, for trotting out there after everything he's battled through. And look out for his son, Charlie, who who's very young right now, but he's going to be fucking good. Um, so there's my winner of the week. I know it might be a shitty one because he had a withdrawal, but it's nice to see Tiger get out there. And he played around. He got through Thursday. So props to him. Props to golf fans as uh, they get that nice little treat. And I don't know what the story is, but maybe we'll see Tiger for the Masters. Hopefully that's why he pulled out so that he can get – healthy for the masters because that would be electric to see him play down there in Augusta. But for loser of the week, you know, nobody's touched on it. So I feel like I have to Isaiah Stewart punching drew Eubanks in the face. I don't know where he hit him, but he punched him and he got arrested afterwards and then cited and then released. I mean, dude, what are you doing? Like, how are you that mad? You fucking socked the guy. I mean, did he call you? Uh, a, a bad word, a racist word. Uh, what did he say that got you so fired up to punch him in the face? I know Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart, you might not be making like $50 million a year, but I'm sure you're making a decent amount of money to where like, dude, just let it fucking go. Yeah, this is the same guy that went at LeBron like a couple of years ago on the court and needed to be held back by like Needed like 50 guys to hold oh. him back, dude. It was nuts. Uh, he, oh, you're, I thought you were talking about the fan for a second. I'm like, he went uh, after. <laughs> yeah, people talk about Draymond Green, but oh, my God, Isaiah Stewart, dude. Isaiah Stewart's getting a little fucking out there, dude. That guy's <laughs> got to tone it in. Like, you're on the Pistons, bro. I'm pretty sure you guys have less than 10 wins. <laughs> this was in the tunnel, too. Like, it wasn't even in the game, but he just got heated before the game and decided to clock through Eubanks. Major anger management issues. And, well, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Got arrested and cited for it. So, loser of the week, Isaiah Stewart there. But that's the winner and losers of the week. Stay tuned next week when we jump in to it again. Let's see who has a high week and who does something so stupid that they're a loser for the week. Rest of the NBA All-Star game. If you listen to the previous pod, we touched on the bullshit stuff. Now we get into the stuff that's still bullshit, but you might care a little bit more. Dunk contest. Mac McClung, heavy favorite, won it last yeah. year, doing it again this year. Probably going to try a lot because he's in the G League, B League, whatever you want to call it. Probably going to see him try a lot. Then we got what? Jalen Brown. And then I don't even know who the other guys are you listed because you, like, you're like you going to have to read those guys because I don't even – who's Jacob Toppin? <laughs> he's in the G League also. He's Obi Toppin's younger brother. No, I, and then Jamie? Tommy. Tommy Hawkins. Oh, like, dude, that's got to be way better in the notes. I mean, we talked, we've talked about Hami Hawkins being in the dunk contest a bunch of times. I put the context clues together for the record, Matt, but I didn't. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, those fucking clowns in the dunk contest probably not going to be tuning in. Uh, wish we saw Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon again. Didn't realize what we had. Took it for granted, That's and now we got, and now we got Mac McClung as a heavy favorite <laughs> to win the dunk contest. Yeah, I did a little deep dive into the decline of the dunk contest today. And are you going to paint the picture to take Jaime Hakas plus eight hundred here? No, <laughs> the exact opposite, <laughs> actually. The so the, the main reason I found was that <laughs> the winner of the contest gets one hundred and five thousand dollars. Put that in perspective. The winner of the home run derby gets a million, and the winner of the NHL All Star Skills Challenge gets nine hundred fifty k. So Adam Silver is a piece of shit. Yeah, but these are all low level guys. Like Mac well, McClung, is he even making a hundred k this year in the G? This League? would be half his salary. Okay, but, there you go. Yeah, oh, but deal. you think if he made it a million, maybe some stars would be like, "Hey, that's not exactly chump change," or at least like. Yeah normal players you got g league guys because this is half their salary they want to win yeah i mean it makes sense you should you should probably up it a little bit but adam silver i mean do you expect anything else yeah i don't know it's also sponsored by at&t and they got that it's not flow flows progressive what's the other chick that does the at&t commercials i know who you're talking about all over march madness 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they have enough money to give them a little more than 105 of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but uh, I'm taking Jacob Toppin. That's my pick. Wait, actually, I don't know if I'll be tuning in, man. I really don't know if I'll be tuning into this. Uh, I I won't be tuning in for sure, but uh, give me Jaime Jaquez because he's my favorite player out of all these people. Yeah, I love. I got Jaime Jaquez. I sniped him on the waivers in fantasy basketball. So I mean, I would love to see him win. Um, And dude, I mean, dude, that list is so bad. Dude, I he mean, that is – he's a badass. Yeah, like, give me Jaime Hawkins just because, like, dude, the rest of that list is brutal. And screw Jalen Brown because I hate the Celtics. Um, three-point contest, we get a little better. Carl Anthony Towns has a center in the three-point contest. is slightly ridiculous. I get I it. It's one one year. I know. I get it. It's a league where centers shoot threes. But it's just it it doesn't look right. I get it. They shoot threes. I get it. He won it. Optics wise, aesthetically pleasing wise, it doesn't look right. Am I wrong? Yeah, you know, I I think it looks worse with a guy lower than him, Lori Marketing. That that's a that's an odd choice. Cat at least he, he won one, but Mar- Marketing. Where, where is it's the, just that's just what the league is now. Where is All Star Weekend this year? Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, or Indianapolis. I, th- I think Markkinen shot three for eighteen last night. That's horrible. So he's off to a good start. <laughs> Wait, right. was there was there give anything me, going on last night? Give me Hallie to win this shit. That's my pick. Hal Burton's winning the three point contest. Don't hate that. The man that has two voices. You see that clip? No. He was on the Pat McAfee show, and like mid sentence, he just changed his voice. And McAfee was like, "Dude, have you?" Ever- Told that you have two different voices, like yeah, I don't know, I can't control it. It just happens. What? That is pretty nuts. It's, it was an insane clip. He like had a raspy <laughs> voice, and then he like went into some example or something. It was like listing players, and his voice just completely changed. Brian, who? So Jack, you got Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton, and Brian, who do you got? Uh, I'll go with Mets fan Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I got Trey Young. Lock that in. There are the three picks. Let us know below who you're taking. Uh, Trey Young's got a shot, dude. Yep. I mean, I, I, plus 600, that seems like ridiculous value. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to go with Donovan Mitchell at plus 700. I like your pick, Brian. Uh, but if this is in Indiana, in Indianapolis, give me give me Hallie. Yeah, yeah definitely no, got to ride with the Homer pick. The Homer pick is is nice. So let's put it this way. We'll jump into Steph and Sabrina because that's honestly the thing I'm looking forward to the most out of this that's entire the event weekend, of the night. It's the it's including the game on Sunday. I can give two shots. I want to see this go down. I don't care about the game Sunday. I don't care about the three point guy. I definitely don't care about the dunk. I want to see this fucking thing go down because this is going to be electric. I hope they don't like fluff it up and make it horrible. But like, how sick would it be if it's like the lights are dark, like Steph comes out, like all pissed off. Sabrina's looking all pissed off and they just like they have a dog fight and go at it. I'm sure it's going to be, they're going to, you know, it's going to be lovey dovey dap each other up. And like, Steph's yeah. going to like be just like flinging the ball up to like not lose care. Purpose. Yeah. Lose on purpose. You know, I remember I said, damned if he wins, damned if he doesn't. And I got called out for saying that it's not that deep. I guarantee you it's that deep. So we'll see what happens uh, come Saturday night. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I will say Steph is preparing pretty well for this. He went on a run. I think the it might have been the most ever, but he had like five games in a row of seven plus threes. That ended last night. Um, but yeah, he he's ready for this. And Sabrina, I know she's not even in season, so she's probably just been training for this for the past month and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, I look. I said it on the last podcast. This is my event of the weekend, too. I'm going to be watching Sabrina take care of business. It's in the script, folks. Bet the plus money while you can. Watch her win. While you can. I mean, while you can get it, you might as well get it, right? Is, is that line going to come down, or is it going to stay the same? I think it's probably going to stay the same. Is, is Jalen Brown from New York? I feel like he's a New York guy. Well, Jaylen. I was going to say, where is uh, Jalen Brown's? Yeah, I feel like he is. He went to – he's the Boston guy, right? Yeah. I'm not, like, mixing this up. I know I said I hate the Celtics, but I just was making sure I wasn't yeah, being an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he went to college at Cal, so. Oh, uh, 
I don't know if he's from out in California, but he went to Cal. He doesn't really seem like a New York guy. I, for, I have, for some reason he was from Marietta, Georgia. So okay. never mind. I was about to make uh, a whole. So Marietta, pitch. Georgia, that went to the Cal Golden Bears. I mean, that's like a pretty interesting yeah. switch up. Yeah, I guess it's not exactly. This was pre Auburn and Alabama getting good, and so there wasn't exactly like a big college basketball contingent of schools in Georgia. Yeah, no. Georgia's never been good. Unless he wants to go to Georgia Tech and lose to Duke twice. The only thing Georgia has ever had, at least in my lifetime, for basketball is Anthony Edwards. And he was there for one year, right? They didn't win any but games. Hold on. Hold on. No, Check this no out. they didn't win shit, but they had him and he was electric. Yeah. We say Georgia doesn't really have shit, but like, I don't recall the Cal Golden Bears being this elite college basketball program. <laughs> Damn good point. So, I mean, we're like, oh, he doesn't want to say it, Georgia. It's like, dude, the Cal Golden Bears uh, haven't done shit. Yeah, they're also in California. So much go, better than Atlanta. Yeah, that. but you could go to go to UCLA if you're that good. Maybe it wasn't that good. Maybe it wasn't that good. And he, yeah, and he developed. That is true. And uh, Cal was the only team that offered him. That'd be interesting to look that up. But uh, yeah, what well, we are, we're all, we all got Sabrina INSQ to uh, beat <laughs> so. We're all taking Sabrina money line. Easy money. Easy money. And then the game, which I really don't care for. Nobody plays defense. I mean, it's really, it's like, is this, can we all confirm this is the worst all star game out of the major sports? No. Pro Bowl's the worst? Yeah. Well, yeah. do they, they don't even do them. A, a gaming. Yeah, they do a flag <laughs> they do. football game. <laughs> they, they do they a do flag football flag game and do like tug even, of war in between the third and fourth. They don't even do like an actual game anymore. So I feel like you kind of have to give it to football. Yeah. Uh, and again, feel, that's yeah. a whole other story with people getting injured and not getting paid enough to risk your body. But yeah, I'm, this is definitely a close second. I'm with you there. I mean, this for the past few years has been Steph Curry and Dame Lillard throwing up half-court shots, and whoever makes more wins. I, I, that, Essentially. You, you shat on the uh, Elam ending. I, I kind of like that. I like they put that in there. On the on the what like ending? The, the Elam ending. The target score? The target score. Yeah, I don't love it. I just – it's because it's like nonsense. It's like – the way yeah. they get there is nonsense. I guess that's true. And yeah, I guess when you the first year they did it, they kind of carried, but the last couple, well, I think it's I like it's bullshit. Year. And then it's like out of nowhere. I don't know, man. It's just so manipulated and scripted. And they come up with the target score at the end. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's just, it's total nonsense. That's I'm exactly. wasting, I, I'll be tuning into the Daytona 500. <laughs> Not that. Yeah, I just, I just hope uh, they tie all three quarters so both charities can get the same amount of money. And then that's <laughs> – But that's the other thing, and I'm not ripping on the charities. Like, they would do some dumb shit like that to where they do tie, to where it's just, like, even worse product. Not ripping on the charities. I hope the charities well, get their some, money. somebody has to win the end, but, like, the quarters, right. if they tie, they – so they every get. quarter, whoever wins the charity. Look, and that's the whole point of doing the scoring like that is to make it – just you know, confusing, and they can manipulate it to exactly what they want to get out of it. It's just, it's I, I can do without, I can do without it, and I'm gonna do without it because I won't be tuning in. But I will be tuning in to probably the three point contest and Steph versus Sabrina. That's about it. That that's all you'll get out of me for All Star Weekend. But yeah, I guess I mean, dude, it's like you see, you can't even have fun with like, oh, who's gonna win, Team Giannis or Team LeBron? Because it's like. Who fucking cares? And like who like who knows? Like they're both not gonna be trying. And then they're just gonna come up with a magical target score at the end of the game. Like, I guess you could say Team LeBron, because they'll script it towards him. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think he's lost the last couple. But uh, I, I don't even know. And so. beads out, so LeBron is Jokic, so t- yeah, that and like what's the angle, bro? How do you bet this? And bead duck ducking Jokic again. I mean, look. That's the biggest headline that people are going to fucking run to. Is Steph Curry on one of these teams? Yeah, he's a reserve. He's not a starter. But he, I don't know what team he's on. Well, I see that Lillard is a starter for Team Giannis, as expected, with them being on the same actual team. Uh, and Lillard's going to be the best player in this 
from an all-star point of view, you know, with no defense, chucking up those three-point shots. So I like to lean Team Giannis, even though Team LeBron is fucking stacked. I'm going with, with the best shooter. Well, why is LeBron a starter? Just because he got voted in as one? Yeah, Giannis and LeBron got the is, most votes. Is that yeah. how it works? Like, if like it's voting-based? Yeah, and the top two are the captains. And then... Number one in the East and the West, right? No, it's just the top yeah. two vote-getters. Top two overall. Yeah, because there's, no there's no more East versus West. The, the teams are mixed, right? Yeah, and then the top... Oh. The other top eight are starters, and then the captains pick them, and then they pick through the... It's a fantasy draft, but... I mean, well, not, it looks less, but for, yeah, like it. Well, it looks like it because like Giannis, Hallie, Tatum, Lillard, and Beat are all East teams. Yeah, I don't know how that worked out, but it's a and draft. then LeBron, Luka, Wait, Katie, it Shea, did work out. Luka, it Perfect. did work out like that. Yeah, it's pretty pretty ridiculous, but but, but that's not how it's supposed to be. No, it's just, it's just a straight up trap. That's actually but kind of- yeah, that is pretty wild. That that that's how that played out but anyway let's let's hopefully this weekend comes and goes and we don't have to deal with the nba all-star weekend but uh yeah hopefully we'll see if uh Ionescu can beat uh steph the sellout all right college basketball headlines i know we touched on it a little bit midweek but we'll touch it again here i guess breaking news they just dropped that the maui invitational will be back in maui it was what in honolulu last time yeah but the wildfires obviously we're a shit show you didn't hear about it because we're sending all our fucking money to ukraine cut not a political podcast um <laughs> anyway said uh the wildfires going on have subsided enough to where they can bring the maui invitational back to maui in the high school gym you'll yep. get bill walton getting horny on the sidelines in his in his hawaiian shirt and uh it'll be a good time so uh glad to see the state of hawaii get their most notorious event what 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 else do they have i know they have a they have a they have a pga tournament which is like the sunny open that they had this year i don't even know yeah that was in hawaii yeah we just talked about the pro bowl falling off those were the good they don't, days. they don't have that anymore that's what i'm saying yeah when it, was back, when it was back in hawaii it was actually kind of decent but before we before we move on from my invitational next year's my invitational Best team in college basketball will be participating. The Auburn Tigers, along with UConn, UNC, Dayton, uh, Memphis, and Iowa State. So the loaded field that Auburn will win. That is a loaded field. Loaded this year. We'll see what everybody looks like next year uh, since we'll go through transfer portal free agency now that that's a thing (laughs) in college sports. Yeah, we got got three blue bloods in there. UConn, UNC, and Auburn. Stop it. (laughs) <laughs> I was waiting that's for Matt still, to spit out his drink when I called. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just that that I didn't even acknowledge the the nonsense coming out of his mouth. But either way, I'll give you that it is loaded. It is a loaded field and should be something excited for because it's like a high school gym over there. So that'll be sweet. Um, and then don't want to spend too much time on it, but Detroit Mercy finally won a game. Yep, they and were they had, minus. They had one <laughs> fan storm the court. And they're gonna get fined two hundred k for it. Really? No. <laughs> yeah. One guy. What a fucking shit show, dude! <laughs> they finally win a game, and they're gonna get fined. They were minus five, and I think they won by like twelve. Or they yeah. won? No, they won. They won eighty-one sixty-six. So that's 15. fifteen. So yeah. They won by 15, covered the five and a half with ease, and pick up their first D1 victory of the year. First victory of the year. I don't know why I'm saying D1. First fucking win of the year. And uh, they're going to catch the 250K fine for it. So congrats, <laughs> Detroit. You still found a way to fucking lose. I, I need to see Detroit Mercy and IUPUI play in a first four game for the NIT every year. <laughs> it's like the two worst programs in college basketball. I, I don't. I know. There's just no reason for that. It'd be um, so much fun. And then, yeah, we had a friend of the pod, Zach Myers, request some USF talk. And even though Jack and I are huge, huge FAU guys, USF has been nice, dude. They got the ex Kennesaw State coach, and they got Chris Youngblood, who's the ex 
Kennesaw State guard, who now is, I guess, a fifth-year senior for USF, I'm assuming, followed his old coach to USF. Had a little bit of a rocky start to the year, but now they're 18-5. and five. I think they're on a big win streak, and they're 11-1 and one in the American, two games up on FAU. So looking pretty good to at least win the regular season, at least win the regular season championship, but, you know, the conference championship will be – Will be a lot different, but good for that guy for re- rejuvenating, revitalizing that program, and uh, best of luck to them. But you know, I'm still, I'm still an FAU owl, man. After that run last year, because Brian, you said in earlier in the pod, Farley Dickinson, Cinderella. No, it was FAU was a Cinderella team last year. Well, they were, they were good. But I oh, guess they were ranked. Brian, fucking nine seed, it made the final four. Yeah, I mean that's happened. Before. It's a Cinderella run, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Farley Dickinson was mine. And then even Princeton, I feel like, was a bigger Cinderella. They made it to the Sweet 16. Dude, FAU was a nine-seed and made it to the fucking Final Four. They were good. They were just underseeded. Like, when I think of Cinderella, I I think of, like, a 15, 16 school that had no budget for a program. I I mean, you could be underseeded to make a run. I see what you mean. But I don't know, man. That was a crazy run that they made. And they beat some good teams on the way. Yeah, they did. And I'm sure but either way, that's you know, I'm not gonna get into badly on that. I'm sure as we get closer, we can agree there's multiple <laughs> Cinderella runs in the March. Yeah, I, I will so, yeah. I'll agree. We can agree, we can agree on that. But yeah, last thing on uh USF. I get, it's gonna get real interesting as we get really into conference tournament season. If they win the AAC regular season, but then lose to FAU or even like Memphis in the conference tournament, I don't know if they're a lock to make the tournament. So well, Memphis just game. lost to North Texas last night. So Memphis well, yeah. has absolutely fallen off a cliff. I'm not worried about them at all. Yeah, but I mean, they, I think. Well, you bring up a good point. Yeah, it, it'll be an interesting discussion. It'll be an interesting discussion because I think if they win or a regular season conference championship, you have to include them in before March Madness starts. If you're doing bracketology, you're like, okay, USF's in. You'd think so, but I don't you, know. You think, yeah, but but you you know that it's the the tournament winner, not the regular season winner, right? But so the American is just going to have one team that makes it. So what if USF wins the conference championship? Does FAU get snubbed? I don't see that happening. That's no. that's what I was saying. I can see both of them making it. I can definitely. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm just saying I, there might be a scenario where USF has to win the conference tournament. But if USF well. makes the conference tournament championship and FAU does as well, and FAU beats them, you don't think they're in? Maybe not. Maybe it, not. it depends it, what these other bubble teams do. It's but. an interesting discussion, but I I want to say they will have just enough to like squeeze in. But if they win it, their their seating will obviously reflect way better than if they lose. Like, could really be the difference between like being like a seven or eight seed to like a t- eleven or twelve seed. Oh, definitely. Um, but but that that'll be the difference there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of some quick college basketball headlines. And yeah, Brian, why don't you jump into some NBA news before we uh, touch on a little college football? Yeah, uh, so besides the big, obviously, All-Star Weekend headlines, we had a couple other little things. Bradley Beal got hurt again, so he's just I, – I I, don't know. That's like – I feel like every year for the past three years now, he's been hurt multiple times in the year. And he finally got out of Washington, and now he's on a good team, and he just can't play games. Well, that's what I was going to say. It really hasn't mattered up to this point, but now he's finally on a contender with the Phoenix Suns, and he just can't get on the – on the court. I mean, this is – I'm going to say it right now. Maybe it's the KD curse. I mean, they tried They tried to do this out in uh, Brooklyn, and they couldn't – the three of them, Kyrie, Harden, and KD, couldn't stay healthy and play games together. Maybe that's happening here in Phoenix as well. Can't really get that, that cohesion. I, I would hate for them to get to the playoffs, and they still don't have that, you know, chemistry together. Yeah, it could happen. So that's just kind of sad for Bradley Beal there. Uh, one other, I guess I could have saved this for Michael of the week, but I won't. Uh, Danilo Gallinari got signed by the Bucks, so the Bucks are in panic mode, and they signed forty-year-old Danilo Gallinari. I think he was averaging like seven minutes a game and like one point five points. Uh, who? What team was he on? Was he on the? Uh... He was on He's the Wizards a couple of years ago. I thought it wasn't. He just recently playing or now? 
was he not on the team? I couldn't tell you. He, they he, just they just signed him off the street. <laughs> They're in panic mode. They are just throwing darts at a wall, yeah. seeing what. <laughs> yeah, they clearly three, are. Three and seven uh, since they hired Doc. Brian, why did PJ Tucker get fined? What the hell did he do? <laughs> he requested a trade and he got fined. <laughs> he publicly requested a trade without approval. <laughs> so what? He did seventy five k. He didn't go through. He didn't go through the front office. He just like went to Twitter <laughs> or X. Yep. And they find who? I'm assuming the organization find him. The organization or the NBA, but like they find. What that. team is he on? I don't even remember what team he's on. The Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. He got traded in. He that, is on the uh, Harden trade. Yeah. But yeah, so Clippers, could... he requested a trade and he got fined by the yep. Clippers, or by the NBA, or both. Probably both. <laughs> like you, oh my god you're finding players for requesting trades you're finding players for talking against the refs and you're still only giving 100k to your slam dunk champion yeah they're saying look we pay you a shit ton of money so you're gonna abide by our rules and not shit on things that directly reflect the league including china nope not a political yep. podcast not a political pod <laughs> <laughs> I love the little political remarks. Um, just, just the slight, the slight touches on it. That's actually a great transition into speaking of uh, political moves. The college football committee is voting on the expanded playoff on February twentieth. So they. Need, so what? What are they voting on? So it's a five-seven format. It'd be the five major conference champions, the Power Five. And then the next seven ranked teams. So that could be so like. So it's always going to be 12 still. Yeah, it'll still be 12. They're just voting on how they're going to. How they're going to do it. And it's I guess really... give people are going to get like locked in like auto bids essentially. Yeah. So it would be like, say, I don't know, Bama's ranked one. And then you have a bunch of like the Big Ten teams two, ACC teams three. And then you'd have like. Um, the Pac-12, Big 12 team at like nine. They'd get in and then the seven other top-ranked teams would get in. So they don't so necessarily the, have to be one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so it doesn't have to be in order. That's what I was trying to figure out. So essentially, who fucking cares? The Pac-12 cares, or the former Why? Pac-12 cares, because they're not going to have a conference championship. It's Washington uh, State, <laughs> they're holding So out. this is just strictly <laughs> for them, then? They're holding out. It's, it's supposed to be a unanimous vote, and they're like the holdout right now because they're like, "Well, fuck you guys. We don't have a conference." Yeah, what they're playing like they're playing against Mountain West teams, but they're not in the Mountain West. Is yeah, how they're doing that. They they can't. They need like a year to re uh, classify into a new conference. Right. <laughs> so they're... that's bullshit, though. Like they should be able to. May, they should be able to reclassify them a little bit fucking faster. Yeah, get them in there. Uh, it still wouldn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? Just, One Power Five conference? That's also what I was thinking. Who the hell cares about Washington State? I mean, yeah, this is the last time they were good. That's been a while. Gardner Minshew, they, they weren't even that good. They weren't even good with Gardner. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so. I guess you're going to see the Power Five, and then Notre Dame will probably, just for views, get like 12. But yeah, it's up for grabs next year. Are they? So what? Who? No. They're, they're no. going to stay independent forever. Who? They're the, they're the Notre fun. Dame. Yeah, they're, the, they're staying independent. It doesn't because they, they dominate every Saturday on NBC as I an get independent it. They, team. They make, the mo- they make a lot of money being on, independent, but they stink and they don't deserve to be in these playoffs if they're not playing conference championships you know where they're about to be soon to be dominating the mount cock yeah is that going to be them <laughs> yeah no because they don't even throw notre dame's too big of a brand where they, they don't even throw that on peacock they do no they don't all, all sports NBC? that stream on nbc are on peacock oh uh, so it's just like but like notre dame every saturday is on nbc 10 like yeah. that's what it's on well, yeah, it's NBC or Peacock. This is fucking ridiculous, dude. <laughs> so, I mean, it's cable versus streaming, dude. It's like, what do you, what do you, if you have cable, you're just going to watch it on Channel 10 or whatever it is. Right, right, right. But if, if you're a streamer, you know, you're, if you're a stream guy. Or you you're got your apps. Or you I mean, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you could buy Peacock for $7 a month, watch Notre Dame, and Days of Our Lives reruns. There you go. It's or just funny be- how if you combine all the good streaming services, you're paying the same as cable. Yep. And they did this to get rid of cable. Yep. Time's a flat so, circle. Talk about getting rooked. <laughs> this isn't a political podcast. And then no, every, everyone's no. still buying YouTube TV. <laughs> YouTube TV is like sponsoring every spring event now. So you're basically buying cable and you still have to stream it. Yeah, what's YouTube TV? 80 bucks a month? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like 75 bucks. Yeah, it's like 70. So it's, and then if you add Red you, Zone, it's 80. So I guess that's better. than Is YouTube TV the best one to have? Yeah. Most convenient. I would, or, I would or, say or if, live, live. if you're a sports – well, actually, I haven't really – dove into hulu plus live sports but uh <laughs> i will say that i have youtube tv now brian bumps my account uh, i i i rebought my own <laughs> you rebought your own so can yeah. i bump your account <laughs> anyway though i guess we should move on to nhl let's keep it rolling to the final couple things here nhl preview brian what do you have in mind i mean i had one thing i the edmonton oilers are a wagon I know you've been talking well, the about the Flyers are a wagon. The Flyers being, I was about to say, I know you've been talking about the Flyers being a wagon. Uh, there was a point in the season where the Edmonton Flyers won. are a wagon. <laughs> there was a point where Connor McDavid's Oilers won 18 straight games, although two of those were on Pride Nights. So I guess it's 16 straight games and two straight gay games. Uh, but yeah, Edmonton's a wagon. Yeah, that was fire. Shout out, Brian. Uh, I know your Flyers tomorrow, Matt, um, have that. Stadium series. Well, I guess when everybody's watching tonight, the stadium series at Jet Life. Flyers, Devils, outside. Damn. Is this Jet Life's first ever hockey game? I think so. Maybe. I don't think I recall one being there. I think it's MetLife's first ever hockey game. I don't know about <laughs> Jet Life. Either way, MetLife, Jet Life. It's, I think it's the first hockey event there. And it's. A, a double weekend. You get Flyers, Devils tomorrow night, and Rangers. I know the Rangers player. They play in the Islanders. That would make Ooh, sense. Uh, it would make sense if it's the Islanders. So yeah. you get you get um, Flyers, Devils tomorrow or tonight, Saturday night at eight. You get Flyers, Devils, and then Sunday you get Rangers. I want to say Islanders. I hope Ryan's double checking that for me right now as we speak. I, I, uh, while I'm checking this, shout out to shout out to Brock and Brian Timmons, Dallas Stars doing well. Yeah, the Stars are a good team, powerhouse of the Western Conference. But you know that's still that's that's the Avalanche are probably the best team in the NHL. Yeah, Hale McCarr and Nathan Mac- McKinnon, dude. I went to the game when when the Flyers played the Avalanche. Nathan Mac, he just took over, dude. He is. You He's watch him in really person, good. bro. He is so fast, so crafty, so skilled with and without the puck on his stick. He's a guy who, you know, you would trade anything to have. There is no player, prospect, anything on your team that is, oh, untradeable. If if you can go get Nathan McKinnon, Mackinnon, whatever his fucking name is. I know these hockey guys have weird names. What – like if I'm the Blackhawks, I would trade Connor Bedard for Nathan McKinnon. Is that a hot take, hockey fans? Yes, I, I'm just. That is. is that a hot take? Okay. Well, I love Nathan McKinnon or McKinnon. I don't even know his last I'm name. Pretty sure it's McKinnon. McKinnon. He's fucking lights out. Yeah. No, he's very. It's gonna be. Well, actually, I can't even say it's gonna be because the Stanley Cup playoffs are a crapshoot. But yeah, shout out hockey fans. But yeah, shout out hockey fans. We'll try and be a little more dialed into that. Um, as we get closer to the NHL, but the Flyers are a wagon. They finally got Owen Tippett back, and the All Star break came at a good time because now they're rolling along. They were down, uh, or they were down three one yesterday, and they pushed it to overtime to get the point. They lost in overtime, but to go from down three one in the third to tying the game and getting a point, I'll take it on the road. So props to them for fighting and getting the overtime point. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're just, uh, they, they've been trucking along, signed Owen Tippett to the eight year extension. Great move by them. Um, and, and they look really good. Props to Torts for 
turning the team around or having them put their best foot forward. And I always find it funny. I actually, I talked to this guy, Ant Sand, on uh, when I was at the game, uh, the Flyers game. I guess this was a month ago at this point. And uh, he does like a Flyers podcast and a Phillies podcast. He actually said he'd hop on the pod if I shoot him a, D- a DM. So maybe we'll get him on the pod to ask him about this. But he was the one who brewed up some rumors about Cutter Gauthier not wanting to be in Philly and, and got traded in that whole thing. And now John Tortorella does not answer his questions at press conferences. <laughs> There's a few clips out there of Ansan asking a question and he goes, Wait, you're the guy? Yeah, I'm not asking a question. Or he's like, wait, were you the guy who was – Now, as soon as Ansan asks a question, Twitter out just says, I'm not answering your questions. It's funny. Look it up. That's crazy. Every, it's, it's happened like the last three or four post-game interviews. Twitter like Ansan starts asking a question, and Twitter looks at him and goes, I'm not answering your questions, and then goes to the next guy. It's hilarious. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, so props to Twitter for sticking to his guns. It wasn't a one-off thing. It's been like four or five times that Ansan asks a question and Tortorella just no dice. He's he might never answer the guy's question ever again. <laughs> Probably ever. not. He yeah. might not. As yeah, long as yeah. Tortorella is the head coach there. So that's uh that's pretty funny stuff there. But um yeah, NHL will dial it up as we get closer to the NHL playoffs, but the big one. It's the great American race, guys. The Daytona 500. I got rushed through it last time. I'm not getting rushed through it here. We're going 500 miles on Sunday. <laughs> it's the great American race. It's the Super Bowl, the NASCAR season, and it kicks off the season. What other sport does that? Their biggest a- event at the start of the year. D- is there another sport that does it? I don't think so. Uh, no. The answer is no. I mean, you could argue. The answer is no. If With what? Talk- if you're talking like the majors. I mean, the Masters is probably the biggest one. Yeah, the Masters and the U.S. Open and the players. Yeah, but either way, the Daytona 500, it's a great American race. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the uh, Grand Marshal. Who remembers early 2000s? Kevin James. That is the – I mean, dude, (laughs) you want to talk about America. That just – if that doesn't get you fired up, dude, please move abroad. But, yeah, dude, that was electric. Um, and yeah, we got the rock as the grand marshal this Sunday, so we'll see how he does. Um, I know he's a big, you know, raw, raw, tough guy, badass. So I'm sure he'll have like a deep voice and, and get everybody fired up for it. I don't see it being a soft spoken, uh, gentleman driver, start your engine. So that'll be fun to see, but yeah, I mean, I'll just ask you guys, are you guys going to tune in at all to the Daytona 500 or is this just zero interest whatsoever? Are you guys going to sprinkle a driver? And I'm not, you know, if you say no, you say no, I'm not. This isn't a trick question. Just curious uh, if you guys might tune in. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I, if you, uh, everybody go look back at the, uh, the last podcast, Matt gave his drivers. I'm telling Matt on that, but uh, well, I'm going to be tuning in. Fuck, that's going to have to get cut. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the phone fell. Um, anyway, so a little bit of explaining to do. So those picks I gave out were before they did the dual races, which is the open cars trying to race their way into the 500. So that happened last night. But what, they're di- what they do in the open race, they race their 500 car, like the car they're going to race on Sunday. So obviously you guys didn't see. But the betting favorite, Ryan Blaney, got in a huge wreck, destroyed his car, and now they basically have to rebuild a new car for the race on Sunday. So I would stay far away from him. I also wouldn't be surprised if he isn't the betting favorite anymore. He definitely dropped in odds. But that's huge news, dude. Rarely do you see one of those top guys get in a monster wreck. Um, and he was pretty pissed off after the duel saying, I'm pretty fucking sick and tired of getting uh, getting clipped by guys who don't know how to drive. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was like one of his rivals. I don't – maybe it was a Hendrick Motorsports car that did it. But either way, it was like – it was a, it was a you know, competitive rival, and he basically said that the guy has no idea how to drive. So there's always some good NASCAR beef uh, to, st- to stay locked into. And look out for a couple fist fights in pit road this year. I'm sure we'll get some of that. But still looking at Harrison Burton, when I gave it out, he's plus 8,000. He's plus 6,500 now, so he's coming down a little bit. He is probably the best long shot to win the 500. 
Um, if he had to pick a long shot, he's probably not going to. Michael McDowell looked very strong. You can, you know, he was plus three thousand, plus thirty five hundred. I love him. I want to say, I love Michael McDowell and the Love's thirty four. Have you guys ever been to a Love's truck stop? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, All up and down uh, this great East Coast that we have. <laughs> well, that is his sponsor. So he's in the Love's thirty four, and he's won it. He's won the five hundred in the Love's thirty four. So his team knows how to race this track, and uh, he should put himself in a good position because. I'm pretty sure he's starting close to the front, but it's a race that doesn't really matter where you start. You can start dead last and make your way up to the front. So starting position means nothing. If you're betting the 500, take this as a word of advice. Don't look at the starting grid and say, oh, this guy's starting in the first row or second row. I'll bet on him. It means absolutely nothing. They go through pit cycles. There's probably going to be four or five pit cycles. There's going to be cautions, and it's a plate race. Like I said in the quote, or I guess that didn't get released yet, so spoiler alert. But uh, like I said in the last pod, when I say they're going wide open, full throttle through the corners, they're literally pedal to the metal through the corner. Like, they're not lifting off at all. So it's it's almost like a very monotone, like a way around the track. That's how it could be boring. Um, I, I understand that. But it'll be pretty electric, dude. It's going to be an amazing race and it's the great American race. So if you're American, you got to be tuning in I, in terms of picks, dude, I, dude, I, Michael McDowell stares at me in the face. I don't like what's his name. I don't like Ryan Blaney anymore after he completely destroyed his car. So I'm out on Blaney. I know I might've said it in the last part, but I'm out on Blaney. I liked McDowell and Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin knows how to race this track. He's won it three times. So he knows how to put himself in position to win. Denny Hamlin's a safe bet, but the Toyotas have looked kind of slow. But still, it's Denny Hamlin. The guy's been lights out his whole career. Um, Michael McDowell, Harrison Burton has a long shot, but do not go throw any crazy money on that. That is a long shot for a reason. Um, But McDowell, and I don't really know who else, dude. I'm liking McDowell, and I like Denny Hamlin. It's really, dude, it's, that's why it's like anybody can fucking win. That's why it's so crazy. So I'll stop boring you guys. I see Brian falling asleep over there. <laughs> that's all I got for the pod. Um, hopefully everybody has a great weekend. Tunes into the 500 because you can get the 500 going on, and then right away you'll jump into NBA All-Star game that nobody cares about. But the only thing about the 500 is if they're expecting rain in Florida, which I think they are, It'll get postponed probably to Monday or Tuesday, so probably Monday. But that'll be the only annoying part is if they postpone it. And I want to say they're expecting rain in Florida this weekend, so that would suck. Other than that, I'm Matt. I got nothing else. Brian and Jack, why don't you shut us down here? Shout out Auburn baseball, opening day today. Where are you going? Shout out my little brother for getting getting an internship with Auburn baseball and, and being at that game today. Where are you?